Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home. To move closer to family, live within a smaller budget, or just wanting a change of scenery. Whatever your reasons, having to figure out all the various housing market trends in your area may not be what you signed up for. That's where an agent who is a Realtor comes in. Realtors have the expertise to help you find the right price and navigate the process to sell your home in a way that's right for you. That's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Hi guys, and welcome to episode 11 of Hashtag No Filter. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have been enjoying all the episodes. Uh, Today's episode is with an incredible woman. Her name is Sahar Paz, and she is just so incredibly insightful and inspirational. And I met her about three years ago or so when she was uh, teaching yoga. And I just remember being in her, um, in the yoga session, and I was just so inspired after it. And uh, we've kept in touch on and off throughout the years. And I'm just so thrilled and honored to have her on this podcast today. Our conversation is all about guilt-free conversations and whether that's with a romantic partner or in the workplace or with a friend. um, I think you're really going to enjoy hearing from Sahar on this topic. So I hope you enjoy. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to my podcast, hashtag no filter and download the episodes. And if you're feeling extra nice, feel free to leave a review. I would love you for that. Uh, But anyway, let's get into today's episode. I hope you enjoy. Hi, Sahar. Welcome. And thank you so much for being on this podcast. I appreciate it so much. Well, the appreciation goes to you and all the ears out there. This is... These are the conversations that move us forward. So thank you for creating space. Exactly. Well, of course. And um, as I said in my intro, Sahar and I met, um, it was probably, when did we, we met, met like a few years ago, I believe when you were teaching yoga, right? I think that's how we, uh, how we first connected through a Megan, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's been at, at least three years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, Sahar in real life, she's just like this, this positive force, like this positive energy, this like ray of sunshine. And she's just so insightful and smart. And she has such a story. And I'm just so happy you're here, Sahar. So I'm thrilled. And before we get into, you know, the main things that we want to talk about, can you just give everyone a little background? uh, What's your story? Sure. Um, Well, my story is really my mission, which is to help people get out of their own way. At first, it really started with women because I was born during a time when the women and really the community around me had their voices taken from them. Mm-hmm. And that was in Tehran, Iran during the Islamic Revolution. So for most people, the spotlight is on women and how um, they lose their rights, which is 
valid. But in the time when I was growing up, 1978, the men also had a lot of restrictions in terms of what they could wear, what they could say, the fact that really they couldn't do anything about the women in their lives being uh, shamed and shushed. So um, that was the first seven years of my life. It impacted me greatly. Um, a lot of observing um, of how people were just controlled by um, fear and mental slavery. So it was 1986 when we came to Denver, Colorado, and um, that transition was powerful, a little traumatic. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the biggest things that's been left with me was the parallel between where I grew up in Iran and then coming to the land of the free between living in Colorado and Florida, New York, even Puerto Rico, um, is that everybody has a bit of this mental slavery. Everybody has this conversation going on within that gets in their way and holds themselves back. And coming from the place that I did, I feel like it is my obligation first and foremost for myself to make sure I'm taking advantage of my freedom because not everyone has that. Mm Um, and understanding that taking advantage of it, one, it's hard work, two, the blessings are so, so layered because, you know, once you're living your truth, you, me, anyone listening to this, mm-hmm. you're just naturally going to be a better, more productive person in society. Mm-hmm. And if we're talking about change at a grassroots level, that's how it happens. Yeah. So, um, Freedom of voice is is my mission for both men and for women, and specifically that inner voice. Um, that's where it all starts. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that is my my deal. That mission has taken me to um, start my own nonprofit, working with um, high school students in Brooklyn, and and transferring that to um, public speaking and writing a memoir called Find Your Voice, which has turned into a course. And that's how I got to cross paths with you. And here we are. Yes, and here we are. And we'll talk about um, the course too, because I think a lot of people will be interested in that. So when you say um, finding your, before you can speak out, like before you can, whether it's, you know, to have that difficult conversation with one person or a group of people, you have to find your inner voice. How do you, how would you, what advice would you give to someone if they're struggling to find that, that inner voice? So think about it like this. Everything in life is a verbal transaction. Mm-hmm. So before you approach and speak to anyone at the cash register, at work, laying across from you in bed, mm-hmm. you're thinking about that inside. How am I feeling? What do I want to approach this? You know, there's this whole conversation going on inside. And depending on your experiences, you know, what I just explained, my childhood was pretty traumatic. So I hope if you're hearing this, you're not taking the voice of comparison because the emotions you and I process are exactly the same. So despite how they got there, be it a war in your own home or out in the street, mm-hmm. um, maybe just, who knows, bullying at school. Like there's so many different ways that all of us get shaped. Mm-hmm. Um, and that really affects our inner voice, our verbal exchange. And if we're going to get a little scientific around it, mm-hmm. it's the amygdala. And that's the fight, flight, or freeze in a normal brain. Right. For an emotionally traumatized brain, it gets a lot harder to distinguish 
hey, is this a situation where I need a fight, flight, or freeze? And for the ladies, when we have uh, emotionally traumatized amygdala because of whatever experience, a bad breakup, or parents got divorced at an early age, or you've just had a lack of confidence um, or anxiety, you know, this has been your pattern, your mm-hmm. cognitive pattern. Um, your amygdala just has a hard time differentiating. So for me, I had I dove into the brain and the inner voice because the trauma that I experienced early on, it just stayed with me, even though I was in this new place where I had all the opportunities afforded to me. And I dove into work and a lot of things in life panned out that way. But inside, I was running into the same emotional battles, same patterns of feeling depressed or anxious and quite honestly, suicidal. So um, that's where I really got honed into the inner voice. I see. Uh, that's, that for me, that was like the GPS to change. Like where, where are the building blocks, the foundations of change? Because affirmations are not working for me. Tons of just talk therapy is not working for me. I'm diving into work or diving into gym or these different relationships. And literally I'm living the same life over and over and over. Right. Um, so, so when voices. Right. So if, oh, I, feel, I feel bad. I just cut you off, but I'm like, I have so much I want to unpack here. So if inner voices of it, it's what you're used to. So it's very hard to break that pattern and that, that thought process. So how, where does, like, where do you begin? Like, is there a, it's just like a matter of looking deep inside within yourself or um, like I said, you said talk therapy didn't necessarily work for you, but I assume that might work for some, but how do you like, what can you start to do to like really like find that voice, like dig deep inside? I, I'm, I mean, I'm still in talk therapy, so let me just say that, but it yeah. takes a lot. So first and foremost, you can have more than 70,000 thoughts in a day. So tuning into any, every one of them is going to drive any normal person right. insane. Right. Right. I'm a big believer that change happens when you're being triggered. So when you feel a dip in your emotions, good or bad, mm-hmm. you know, either direction, take notice of, hey, what's going on inside? Not just what's in front of you, what's in your hand or not just those other senses, but literally like what's the conversation going on inside? What are the words? What are the phrases? What are the memories that you're holding on to? What is this reminding you of? What other, you know, what's this story within? Right. And it's just first and foremost is taking note of it. And then the second thing, which is the most important and the most difficult thing is trying not to um, be judgmental about it or then get caught up in the conversation in there and take it to a whole nother level, be it good or negative. But it's just more to literally observe Mm -hmm. and make note. So you could have a smart uh, notes page in your smartphone. You can journal. You could just make mental notes. But um, and if you go to findyourvoice.center, I have some free worksheets that you could download and ways to divide your journal where you're tuning, the ability to tune into these conversations at these moments. Right. But that's really where it, when it starts. And, yeah. you know, the for our segment, it's uh, how to have these hard conversations mm-hmm. guilt-free. Mm-hmm. So going back to the to the amygdala and going back to emotionally traumatized and can't really figure out the fight or flight. So that's also the cognitive training of your brain. So what's going to happen is um, 
and you and I, you, you brought it up in terms of romantic relationships, which is the story I wanted to use today yeah. is first and foremost, women, the brain is, is wired for consensus. So we, we want to be the ones that bring it all together, that nurture um, a good home or a good relationship, a place to, where things can grow and blossom and be all good, right? right? So for us, that's our natural instinct. So we'll hold shit in. Yep. We'll let shit go. We'll say this is not the battle to pick. And we're still holding that, that stuff in. And what happens is you just kind of blurt it out, be it yelling mm-hmm. or tears, most time, mm-hmm. both. Yep, all of the above. <laughs> and it one it and I've no you know whether it's you know like a romantic relationship which you know we're going to talk more about or, or a, you know parent child whatever it is like the more I mean the more you hold it back the more it festers the more yeah and then you just it explode and it can be it, it can be a terrible thing but how can you talk to um about the romantic relationship component of it can you talk more about that and how you've observed or, or seen um whether it's the women or the man um who like how that what could end up happening if you hold it in or just kind of push it under the rug or, you know what, we'll just, we won't deal. We don't need to deal with this. It's easier to not deal with it. Like what, what, I mean, it can be bad, right? Absolutely. So the same person that stands in the bedroom stands in the boardroom stands in the playroom, you know? Um, so these, you can't like pick and choose. It's not all a cart. So essentially for some people, not all those spaces exist in one's life, but um, there'll be a, one of those spaces where you're more comfortable with kind of breaking the boundary of standing up for yourself and um, it may not be as emotionally charged. Like for some people, it may be easier to speak up at work versus at home and vice versa. So for me, I was in my early 30s and I was like, man, I'm having the same relationship over and over and over. I'm trying to be so perfect. Mm-hmm. I'm so people pleasing. I'm just holding things in and I'm just it comes to a, a breaking point mm-hmm. where I'm yelling or I'm crying. Um, it's a one way street of communication. The other person doesn't even know what's happening. Meanwhile, I've been thinking about this and boiling it over in my head and my head and my head, but it's brand new to the other party. Exactly. So the, it's not constructive and it produces for me, it produced a lot of guilt and shame because one, I knew better. I knew better. Um, at that time I was, uh, really diving into um, beginning to write, find your voice. So there was a guilt around, oh my gosh, you're, you're about to be trying to guide folks through this process and you still haven't gotten it down. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, this is about seven years ago now. And um, going back to you learn in your triggers. So uh, first, we're tuning into, hey, when does emotion, when does my emotion go up and down? What does that sound like inside? Mm-hmm. And then as you get to know that, you'll be aware that when you're in the face of your triggers, and we're going to talk about the romantic relationship, mm-hmm. um, and this is a place where it's extremely hard, but you have to be able like, try to get more logical. Right. Um, so that starts with not holding in the little things. And in any healthy relationship, your partner should be able to be your accountability person. Mm-hmm. So it is about honest conversations are what move us ahead. So when you 
engage yourself and figure out when these dips are happening and that you're not speaking up, just begin to take note. Now, here's the thing. When you take note, I don't want you to roll up to your partner and say, hey, listen, here's my list of right. one, two, 53 that I've been taking. You know, <laughs> not, that's not what I'm talking about. Right. But I want to see, see the theme. What's the theme here? You know, is the theme um, something controlling? Is the theme really you're picking on things because of an issue that's a lot deeper from way back? So find the theme, find the root, and have this calm conversation with your mate. Now, depending on where you are, a calm conversation may not be applicable. Mm-hmm. So this is where you need to perhaps write. Writing can be tough because people can read it in the wrong tone. So if you are going to write, I strongly encourage starting your letter with, please read this in a loving tone. Please know that I'm writing this in a loving tone. I love that. Um, You're right, because it can get so misconstrued and you you can take it the completely wrong way. I mean, in text messaging. Yeah, I love that. All right. So text messaging, you have emojis. Now, all of this is for you to lead up to have a vocal conversation. Another thing that I love about technology today is you can voice record and just send that in a text. That is true. I hear the tone. Record enough. That is there's so true. I have one friend, um, funny enough, who she voice records all the time, and I I need it. You're that's such a better way to do it because then you know your tone. (laughs) Love that. The other person knows it, but more importantly, it's you. Yeah. Because the act of speaking. Uh, you know, it's so uncomfortable that it's almost like you need to prepare like you're about to be a public speaker. Right. So you should be having these talks with your partner in the shower, out loud, in the car, because like hearing yourself and understanding the words that you need to use that suit your personality, that's the big thing. Right. You know, so a lot of the people that I coach, I help them phrase things or I'll give them an idea and then they'll go and massage it. But that's one of the hardest parts is people can't, they don't even know how to frame the words. They're so scared to even approach it. Exactly. So you should definitely be talking out loud to yourself. Get on the crazy train, honey. <laughs> like sit in your car and talk to yourself while you're in traffic. But Heck yeah. Yeah, I do. Hey, I've done that before a couple of these podcasts. I'll like practice the intro in the car alone while I'm driving. It's, it's fine. <laughs> Same. You it know. is because you need to hear yourself because right. the action of really speaking up and doing that and staying calm is nerve wracking. Um, and it, the response of the body is what really makes the tone go up or down or you get defensive or your voice shakes or you begin mm-hmm. to cry, you know? Yeah. And so it's, it's good to practice it. So one, you even hear it, you feel the vibrations. Uh, you, you feel, Oh my God, I'm starting to sweat. My palms are wet. You know, my tummy is starting to get butterflies, you know? So it's important for you to really feel all the layers of speaking up, how you would frame the words, what your voice even sounds like. Yeah. Um, it's very powerful. Your voice is so powerful. Well, it is. And so my question then, so let's say, you know, you're practicing, you, you, you know, you practice in the car, in the shower, and you're ready to have this conversation. And then uh, let's, we'll stick with the romantic relationship. You're ready to have this conversation with your partner, but the partner, the response that the partner has is not either A, what you had hoped for, B, what you thought, how they would respond. And you start kind of, you practice and you feel like so confident in your words and in your voice, but then their response causes you to kind of shut down a little bit. Like, what do you do in that moment? What would you do? 
Well, um, I'm a big fan of adopting curiosity in these moments. Mm-hmm. Healthy relationships are about problem solving. So uh, if you're going to have some baggage because if the way you've communicated is as such, it's not going to click over. So one of the best things you need to gauge is this the right time. And if it's not okay, maybe it's step away. And for women, it's hard because we want to problem solve and have control of the situation really quick. Another thing that'll give your brain that same satisfaction is go organize your closet girlfriend. Yeah. Go clean something else out. Like give yourself um, that same satisfaction to give your partner that space. Mm-hmm. However, you can also adopt the curiosity if they come back offensive or if they come back such and such, you are going to feel that fire maybe, or you might want to shut down. And this is a space where you begin to ask questions of them and say, okay, can you explain to me a little bit more? Or can you, let me think of a situation. So, um, I had an engagement and my fiance was, uh, I've lived all over. So one of the, the things byproducts of that is my friends are all over the place. Right. So having a bachelorette party makes it a little bit more difficult. Mm-hmm. And I was going to time it up with right prior to the wedding. Cause it happened to be a destination wedding. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, because my fiance was a problem solver and really wanted to see me happy. He, got really upset and was like, it's not my fault that your friends don't live here. And, you know, and this was in a conversation where I was like, Oh, you know, I was just complaining and getting a little bit on the pity party wagon and whatever. Everyone's allowed to vent and complain. Mm-hmm. I have my right. You have your right. right. Um, it's just a matter of not sticking to that ride too long. Mm-hmm. Um, so when he got so defensive and took that on and, and, I then began to say, well, what makes you feel like this is your responsibility? Now, I could have said, this is not your responsibility, babe. Like, don't even worry about it. But that would be my voice. I needed him to come to that conclusion in his voice. So it's just questioning and understand. And trust me, on the inside, you're going to be like, motherfucker. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> like, don't you see my emotions? It's like, like do I, are you are you fucking serious? Like, right. but you want to say something else, but you you're giving it. You're allowing them to. It's the curiosity. You're allowing them to answer and and speak their voice to speak up back to you. Right. You you're reframing the conversation in a relationship, and that is going to take a lot. You yeah. are still going to not be graceful, and you know this is. You need to have a disclaimer in these, and just say, hey, hey, boo. Like this is what I'm trying to do and go and it's, I'm going to explode sometimes and I'm going to be this and I'm going to be that. And that's just how it's going to go. But this opens for honest conversation. This opens for accountability. This opens for problem solving. This opens for conversations such as, Hey, like I'm feeling kind of insecure and I'm going to need you to pump up the compliments the next two weeks. Right, right. I mean, a communication, I mean, it's, it's everything. I think, you know, what doesn't matter what kind of relationship it is. Um, so are you, so the same thing would apply then, let's say you're in the workplace or you have a, a friendship, a, a friend of yours and, you know, there's something going on there. It's all, it all starts at, you know, get clear on what it is. It sounds like, you know, get clear on what it is that you want to communicate you know, practice, whether it's in your car, in your shower, whatever, um, and then have that conversation and, and then stay, be curious while, as they respond. Does that sound? Yeah. That- and 
it's perfect. You're, oh, <laughs> you're you're meant to do you're meant to do podcasts because you know no, how to round it all up and bullet point it. It's beautiful. This is your gift. <laughs> what I want to talk about more, and I know we can go back and forth, but um, I want to. I would love for you to kind of explain more about what someone would get out of your uh, out of your course, because I'm. I just told Sahar before I started recording that I'm like it totally resonated with me, and I would just love for you to speak about it a little bit. Sure. Um, it's a good segue because what I was going to add on to what we were just speaking about is. Um, even if you practice and do all that stuff, it's really hard to get into that conversation, Mm -hmm. um, to start it. So, uh, the, the course has four different modules and the first one is really helping you listen and decipher. So what we spoke about in the beginning of this podcast of like, how do you even tune into all that stuff? Right. So it teaches you how to listen and how to, um, not just listen, but begin to lean away and um, be able to observe the different tones of your voice. We all have different patterns and um, perspectives based on our experience. So it really helps you get a little bit more logical and be able to listen to your inner voices and name them like uh, psychic Phyllis that tells you the future before you begin or logical Layla that helps you really see the facts versus just what's being riled up by emotions yeah. or, um, you know, there's a, there's a bunch of different archetypes and you'll go through exercises to create your own so that you can really listen. And then as you move through the course, um, each module is broken up. You could buy it separately if different ones speak to you, but it's all about listening to the inner mm-hmm. voice, then beginning to practice speaking up. And how to do that. And, and there's different conversations that are laid out from in your personal, professional, even parenting um, life. So it really walks you through um, 360 degrees of life. And um, the last thing I want to leave for these hard conversations that you're starting is you can start it with a question. If you're back with your, with your lover, and if I go back to that argument I had instead of being like, oh man, none of my friends are here. This stinks, you know. Um, I could have, I could have said that, right? And then tur- turned to him and said, Do you, "Am I, am I feeling right? Like, am I overthinking this? Am I, you know?" And then that way, it really helps him or your other partner kind of come into your emotional wavelength versus. Because people want to problem solve. If they love you, they want to find solutions. Yes. It's really hard just to sit and listen, you know, and especially for anyone, whether they're man or have a masculine energy, you could be a woman and have that energy mm-hmm. um, where you want to just problem solve for that person. And really that person just needs someone to listen and say, yeah, that sucks. Right. Right. Exactly. So for someone that um, is like, ooh, this sounds really like interesting. I want to talk more and hear more about it. Who would you say um, this online course is for? Um, like, who would be the who would be a perfect candidate for this course? Someone who is ready to make their overthinking constructive, mm-hmm. <laughs> stuck stuck in their head and um, can't get out of it, so can't make decisions. Is not finding clarity. Is having a hard time remembering who she is and how to um, show that in the world through conversations. Um, Someone who's having a hard time being assertive without being 
uh, either defensive or, you know, what we were talking about, just blurting out. Yeah. Um, this is also really a course in cognitive behavior. So anyone who really wants to understand and build an awareness for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, there are creative exercises in here because creativity um, really helps uh, transformation. So anyone who wants to understand their brain and their cognition and emotional intelligence, um, mm-hmm. this is a great course. If there's a lot in you can go to findyourvoice.world mm-hmm. um, to check out the video and um, and to read more there. It sounds like it, or not sounds like I, I know it, it, there's really no one that wouldn't benefit from this this type of course, right? I mean, any human, I feel like this it could only um, even someone who may you know think that they you know are able to uh, communicate very effectively and has found their voice. I mean, I feel like it can only further enhance that. And, and I don't know, I feel like it would be great for anyone. <laughs> it, could, it is, it is. And you know, that's, um, just depends where you are in your life. Yeah. And there is never one answer. So I always say that I would love find your voice, either the book or the course to be just part of your toolbox. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, for me, I take you know, it's all about the voice and the cognition. And, and there are other women and men out there that provide other things. So it's really about finding all the right pieces for your support system. Right. And I, of course, would be honored to be in that for people and want to end with saying, please remember that once you do speak up and understand that the road is not graceful, that you may run into some guilt. Mm-hmm. And guilt gives you tunnel vision. I'm going to say it again. Guilt gives you tunnel vision. Yes. Guilty Gale makes you the only person responsible. So you're not considering both sides. You are being the person of consensus. And you can't please everybody. Right. And you're still a, you're still a good person. So um, I really want people to remember that so that they could speak up guilt-free. And you will feel that afterwards. It's not a matter of not feeling it, but it's a matter of not letting that stop you. Exactly. So, so it's you. You're gonna like you might feel it, but it's okay to feel it. Like don't let that um, hold you back from speaking up another time. Yeah, there's no change has happened overnight. Uh, you just have to respect that process, and um, the guilt is a big part, a big part of what I've seen stop people, both men and women, where they, they feel bad because they don't want to be perceived a certain way or because they still want to be that person that people can come to. And you are, and you're actually setting up uh, a space for more honesty from other people as well, but you have to lead, um, lead by my courage and live guilt free. And it ends up being so incredibly worth it. I feel like that, you know, whenever I know whenever I've had, you know, those, the, you know, I know I have to have this tougher conversation with whoever it might be. I know that I, it's, it's hard. And then there might be that eh, feeling after, but it's so worth it in the end. I feel for me, it's always like the weight is lifted. It just feel, you feel so much better. It is. And honestly, what you just said is a great opener. Like, it feels icky to approach this, but I care too much about our relationship. Or I care too much about this working relationship that an icky may not be the word, you know, you right. find your own word, but that's always a good way to open it because then you're, you know, leveling the playing field. People understand that you're not coming from a place of bad intention. Right. And honest conversations move us ahead. 
I agree. I love that. I totally agree. And do you, cause, um, I think others might be wondering, do you also do, you do one-on-one coaching as well, correct? Or my, um, I do, I do some, um, I have been limiting that just, um, you know, I've learned along the way that the energy exchange is really important. And um, that's why I've created the course and I'm an empath. But once in a while, I do um, take on coaching. Okay. Clients, I was, I was, yeah, I was, everything I know is in that course, video of me, audio of me, meditation, yoga, short stories. So I really poured everything into, yeah. uh, into the course. So find your voice that world. Go over find there, your voice that world. And if people want to uh, follow you on, cause your Instagram is very inspiring too. I'm, I'm actually like pulled it up earlier. Like right. Your most recent post is just breathe. I'm like, yes, I need to see that in my feed actually. So if you want to follow Sahar on Instagram, it's at Sahar Paz, S-A-H-A-R-P-A-Z. <laughs> right. Anywhere else they can find you. Um, they can find me across all the social uh, platforms at, at what you just said, Sahara Paz. So Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, all that good stuff. Perfect. Perfect. This was like a powerful, like inspiring conversation. I kind of want to have you on again and again, actually. <laughs> I'm so down. There's so many more conversations to be had. I'm just grateful to be here. And um, if anybody has questions, raise your voice. I want to hear from you. So yes. DM me, email me. I don't care. Let's let's start this conversation. Yes, I love it. Well, thank you so much, Sahar. You're amazing. And um, again, follow Sahar, S-A-H-A-R-P-A-Z on all the platforms. And uh, thank you all so much for listening. And I'll talk to you very soon. Bye-bye. Hey, America, Christopher Hahn here, the Aggressive Progressive Podcast. What is with the president and the right-wing echo chamber encouraging these astroturf protests against stay-at-home orders around the country? It's ridiculous, and it needs to stop. Check out the Aggressive Progressive Podcast wherever you download podcasts. I'm Royal Oaks. Next time on Too Many Lawyers, COVID continues to reshape the law. Supreme Court arguments will be held by teleconference. The justices won't even know if the lawyers are wearing pants, which is fair given the eternal mystery of what's under those black robes. Los Angeles County is springing 25% of its inmates. The sheriff suggests folks get ready for what might be a spike in crime. Check it all out on the next episode of Too Many Lawyers. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house online and owning it. Between imagining living there and breathing in your new home for the first time. Having an advocate who can help you navigate the complex world of financing, inspections, negotiating, analyzing the market, and talking through any anxieties that may pop up, that can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors and bound by a code of ethics. Because that's who we are.